Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of the Master Instructor Roundtable. I'm Marty Miller, Regional Master Instructor with my fellow Regional Master Instructor and dear friend, Miss Wendy Batts. Wendy, how are you doing today? I'm good, Marty. How are you? Great. As always, you know, I look forward to this. We had a great conversation on something we could do to kind of change it up a little bit and kind of go outside the, I'm going to say, normal NASM material, but something that to me, and I know you as well, is something that I think we need to factor in as we really look to elevate our career. So we're going to go over what we call the book club this week. <laughs> yes, I think, uh, you know, we often talk about just our material that we find in our textbook, but guys, you know, in order to really be a better person, there are so many books out there that can teach you ways of dealing with things that you have going on internally, how you handle other other people that may disagree with you, um, but also how do you set goals? How do you become just a, a better human overall. And so I'm excited to share my three favorite books. And Marty, I saw yours and I'm like, man, these are these are good. So I'm excited about today. And Wendy, you know, I think that we could close the, the session out. Just be a better human, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just disagree with everything. Be happy and just let it go. You know? <laughs> we'll, keep going. we'll keep going. Yes. So let's talk about what we're going to talk about. How about that? So if we go to our first slide, uh, <laughs> you know, I think it's important to understand that, you know, in order to continue your education, you have to keep reading. Reading is a huge key to success. Uh, I know Marty, he, you know, he hits the gym first thing in the morning. I know that he sets aside certain times to read. I, on the other hand, fit it in when I can. I am a very big audio person. Um, and mm -hmm. so just because I don't have a lot of time to sit down and read, based on me reading grading papers, doing what I do at Cal U, as well as reading um, books at night with my little five-year-old who chooses right now to read everything around trucks, monster trucks, and uh, you know things that are a little bit out of my interest, but because he loves it, that's what we read. Um, and I mean, I think, you know, the big thing too is you, by setting aside different times, you're really going to, you know, make it a habit. And what we're going to talk about is how successful people really are when they do put reading into their life and throughout their day. Absolutely. And, you know, I admit growing up as a youngster, reading was not my favorite thing. And I remember clearly after college, you know, obviously I, you know, it kind of hit my peak and my interest and I loved what I was doing. And I remember about three years after college, I ran into one of the books that I'll talk about and all of a sudden, like I couldn't consume enough. And this was before audible. So I would, I would honestly, what I would do is I'd go out and buy six to eight books at a time and I'd leave them on my, you know, nightstand or wherever. Cause that kind of forced me to continue because I saw the other ones that I wanted to read. And I really do believe that was a pivotal point early in my career, helping me understand a lot of other things outside just the the science that I still read every day but or not every day but frequently so I just I remember that distinct mo moment where I was like okay I'm enjoying this and I just continued on well and for me you know I, I mean I I read all like when I was younger but I I didn't make it a point like I never got into like a a series of books I would read little things here and there that caught my eye mm -hmm. I'd read funny things you know things that had nothing to do with my growth in my career um, and it wasn't until I actually met my mentor where I I was like you know what I want you to give me a list give me some books 
that, you know, that you, that helped you grow. And, um, and he did. And that's when I actually started to go and purchase them. Or, you know, like I said, back in the day when you had your CD player, you'd put your CDs in. Um, so when I would, you know, be driving to work, I would listen to things, you know, back and forth. And it, it actually helped me talk to people in our industry because I felt like there was this connection. And I'm like, it was kind of like aha moments where I actually put what I was listening to or reading, if you will, um, to use. And I, and I, like I said, I kind of attribute that me asking that question. So what are some good books to start reading and, and why? And yeah, absolutely. So for those of you that are just joining Wendy and I, for this week's master director Roundtable, we kind of went outside the box of just pure science. And we are talking about a book club being a passionate reader and the value that and you'll see some really cool stuff coming up. The value that that adds in your personal and professional growth. Yes. And how much should you read? As Let's as talk possible. about it. I know, right? <laughs> All right. So when we talk about the importance of reading, 88% of successful people read at least 30 minutes per day. See, evidence-based. We, we came at you still with a scientific, like, you know, you got to have some percentages here, right? <laughs> and then, of course, when we talk about rich habits, we're talking about Tom Corley conducted a five-year study in which he interviewed a host of self-made millionaires. He concluded reading was a key factor in their success. You know who always um, talks about that, too, is Neil Spruce. Gets up oh, before, I mean, he is like, you know, and for those of you guys that don't know who Neil Spruce is, he actually used to own NASM back in the day. He is now an owner of DotFit. He sits on our advisory board. He is a fantastic human, um, all about nutrition. And he, I know, reads every single morning in his calendar. And I would say it's probably more than 30 minutes a day. But again, he's very regimented, very scheduled, and fits within this interview to host of self-made millionaires. <laughs> right. I'm assuming. I'm just saying. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> We'll see some of the statistics here as we go about how much successful people read. And the funny thing is when you look at, as we get through the slides, you'll be like, how is that possible? But I've always said, and I stole this from somebody and I don't remember the who, I'm sure we can look it up is, you know, if you want to see someone's priorities, watch what they do, right? So if somebody's reading 30 minutes a day, 50 minutes a day, an hour a day, obviously that's a priority. So that's where I'll share some of my secrets, how I've, uh, you know, put more reading or more consumption of knowledge because I'm an audible guy now uh, into my schedule. Because again, it's if you kind of wait for it to happen, it's generally not going to happen. Mm -hmm. Well, that actually brings up one of my all time favorite co quotes, excuse me, is um, when we think about um, Anthony Robbins, he's actually one of the people that I'm going to talk about today. And one of his quotes is, if you can't, you must. And right. if you must, you can. And there's a lot to be said. It's a very strong statement that has a lot of ways that you can you can take that. And and that brings, you know, to, like you said, you've got to make it a priority. And if you make it a priority, it really can help you um, like with so many different things that you don't even think about. Absolutely. And, it, and things pop back in your head like years and you're like, mm -hmm. I don't know where I heard, you know, sometimes you can take it out. Like I'm pretty good about remembering those things. Some people, they have that photographic memory. But those little nuggets just pop up and, you know, you consumed it somewhere, right? So it, it's always. <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> Don't claim it for your own is what I'm saying. Right? Yeah. Well, but, that's why I made sure I quoted mine with the right person that said it. So therefore, it doesn't come back and bite me later. <laughs> right. Even though I wish I could take, you know, take credit for that. I cannot. Yeah. I cannot. 
So, um, <laughs> so if we go to the next slide, we want to talk about, of course, Warren Buffett. Yeah, in, this was you know, one of the ones I was like, what? When I saw I, this one? I know. Read 500 pages like this Over every day. I know. That's how knowledge works. Uh, it builds up like compound interest. Of All course he of about you can do interest. it. <laughs> I love it. All of you can do it, but I guarantee you not many of you will. And I'll tell you, 500 pages a day. Um, yeah, I would love he's, to. He's got me there, right? So oh. you know, he's a self-made billionaire. So maybe hopefully we all fall into the millionaire category. We can read like 100 pages a day. But, you know, and I'm, we'll get into, I'm sure, what he's reading, right? Um, that the key thing is like, I do truly believe it becomes a passion, you know, and especially if you start to find things that challenge you or things that make you grow, you can digest and consume that content, you know, quicker and quicker. And we have no excuses nowadays because of Audible, right? Like we used to have to sit with a book, carry the book with you. I travel a ton. It'd be a, it'd be a nightmare for me to have to carry extra stuff. But I'll give my secret now where I shifted is I purchased the Audible subscription because it's forced, right? Again, it's, it's a habit. It's, I get the one book per month. So that's guaranteed 12 books a year right there. And that wouldn't include magazines that I subscribe to and things like that and other things. But what I have found that I really like to do is I don't truly need music when I'm exercising. I am motivated enough to be in the gym. So if I'm doing steady state cardio or something where, you know, the music isn't going to really help my workout, I listen to my audible during my exercise because I sneak in some cognitive fitness that way too, because now I'm moving my heart rates up. And when do, you know, one of the books I probably had in here, <laughs> oh, I didn't put that one in here is about cognitive fitness. And again, I'd rather consume that information. Why I have my heart rate up. So for me, I'm, it's like a buy one, get one free. Cause as much as I like the music, is that really adding value to my time? No, it's, it's entertainment, which we're going to talk about but it's not education. So I have found if I'm exercising at least five to seven hours a week between if I go for a walk, if I do cardio, I do my resistance training and I'm on my audible during the majority of that time, I, how can I have an excuse of not doing it? Oh, I wish I could do that, Marty. I am. I, I'm all about the music. I need music to get me through my workout. Nice. So nice. yes. So, but I do live in Atlanta where there's always a ton of traffic. So when I'm sitting there in my car, instead of trying to, um, you know, say a stuff that I shouldn't because people are not driving well and I'm stuck in traffic. Um, you sometimes listening to some of these books, I think, um, you know, kind of gets me through the, the car ride and it kind of takes my mind off the fact that I've been sitting in the same spot for 30 minutes and not going anywhere. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. And so, you know, I mean, like I said, I think there's a lot of things. What one thing that's really hard for me is because with my job, I have to read a lot and I read, read a lot of people's posts and discussions and research articles. And, you know, so sometimes, you know, turning the page and doing something completely different, it's so healthy for me. I need it mentally. I need it physically. I just need a break because I love everything in the fitness industry that we're doing. I, I love the growth that we have. I love the, the, the modalities and the tools. And, you know, when people are coming up with new things and theories, I like listening to what others are doing, but sometimes just totally turning the page and thinking, okay, what's going to be something to help me, you know, like you said, cognitively, or just totally change, you know, change my thought of what I do every single day. Let me do something different. And I think, you know, I, I think that's super important. Because I wasn't doing that, Marty, and you saw, like, I was just getting burnt out. I mean, you can yeah. easily get burnt out if that's all you do 24-7. 
Yeah. And I think, it, you know, it comes down to, too, is you pick up a book and you don't know how it's going to help you necessarily. And shockingly, it's you're like, oh, my God, like there's so many things I can take from this. So mm-hmm. that's the part that I like about it is when I get in a book that I like and we're going to talk about the different types of books, of course. But I do go through that process of, OK, how can I relate this to my day? How can I relate this to my career or my personal life or whatever? So it really does stimulate, you know, a deeper level of thought. There's nothing wrong with reading things for entertainment. And we will show that here in a second. But we're really starting to shift our focus to reading for knowledge, not for entertainment. Now, if you like to read and be distracted, totally get that. But that doesn't count when we start talking about the numbers here in in a minute. Yeah. And, and when I say, you know, trying to get distracted, I'm trying to do things that are going to better me as a person. And so the three that, you know, when we get to my, to my page, the three that I chose are ones that I read years and years and years ago. I mean, one of them, I think, came out in publication, what, in 1991, I think, is when I looked at it. And I'm thinking, man, that's, that's a long time ago, when in all reality, it seems like it was just yesterday that I was reading it. And so, you know, oftentimes, the ones that, that you're going to see that I show I, you have to go back and read them or listen to them again, yeah. because it, it, you, you pick up a little nugget and it's something that I have found very helpful, especially being a trainer in our industry. Yeah. And when you, here's the other thing too, when you read it at that time, you're not who you are today. So being able to sometimes when, when it's these books that are just iconic, you read it at a different point in your life and you're like, Oh, I see this totally different now because of other Mm -hmm. things you've read, other experiences, some of the things in the world that have changed. So that's the cool thing about going back on occasion and picking something up you haven't picked up in the in you know for a while. So, but for those of you that are just joining us, Wendy and I on our match director roundtable this week, we're doing something different. We're talking about our book club in the sense of what can we do outside of the science, the nuts and bolts that we uh, do every day and talking about the value of being a passionate reader and how that's going to help. You're going to see here in a minute, your career, even financially. Yes. So let's go ahead and go to the next slide then. Can't do a teaser like that and not go ahead and move on, Marty. (laughs) So, you know, what should someone read? And so if we look at these different points, we've got individuals with an annual income of over 160000 or with a net worth of $3.2 million plus, you know, they read for self-improvement, education, and success. I'm on the right, I'm on the right page. I am not in that statistic, but I'm on the right page. In addition, they tend to choose educational books and publications over novels, tabloids, and magazines. And in particular, they are obsessed with biographies and autobiographies of other successful people for guidance and inspiration. And of course, this one's always a good one too. Individuals with an annual income of 35,000 or less and a net worth of 5,000 or less read primarily to be entertained. Yeah. And we're going to talk about entertainment and education here in a second. But one of the things that I've done over the last 12 years now, maybe more, is I have a subscription to Success Magazine. Now it is oh, me magazine. too. That's- <laughs> You probably got it from me. I'm just saying. I actually I got it from Clark. That's who I yes, got it from. Exactly. Yes. So what I like about that magazine is it it used to be once a month. I think it's like six times a year now, but mm-hmm. whatever. Still good. But what I use that for is a quick read. It, you know, when I don't have a bunch of time. But what I've used that for is I've used the quote before. And again, another quote I gotta figure out. I remember who said it, is you become the sum average of the five people you spend the most time with. So I've heard people say, well, yeah, you're in trouble. I'm right. That's that's another master instructor roundtable. 
Wendy's five people. But <laughs> anyways, so what I like about that success magazine is sometimes I've heard people say, wow, I can't get around those type of people and I don't have the time or, you know, so go get success magazine and be mentored that way because mm -hmm. these small little articles can give you a track to go look at further information. Dr. Oz is in there every month. You're going to see interviews with self-made millionaires. You're going to see motivational speakers in there all the time. So that way, that magazine, quick read, and again, we're not endorsing anything, but I'm just telling you what I do. It gives me an idea of maybe what's next for me because yeah. they're always cultivating new content, new ideas, new trends, and they talk about what's going on today versus what happened 10 years ago. And I think that's important because, again, if you're not sure where to start reading and you really want to start doing something a little bit different and you want to read about successful people, you really need to know who those successful people are. I mean, Warren Buffett, obviously, everybody pretty much knows who he is, but there are, you know, and what I have found when I do that and reading that one particular magazine as well is, you know, it kind of gives me, like you said, where am I going to go next in my reading? But also there are a lot of those um, individuals that they discuss in these magazines that hold different conferences or they have seminars or something. And so I know um, my husband and I actually found one in Nashville and we took a weekend trip out there and it was a two day, two day seminar. It was fantastic. And we would have known nothing about it had we, you know, not kind of read up on it, read it, you know, it was kind of like, Hey, this is what we do and this is how we do it. And then when we saw it, we're like, we're going. And it was phenomenal. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Great All right. point. All right, let's move on. So now entertainment. This, this is the one that um, Brian Tracy, this is, I, I remember this quote because that's why I put it in there. This one has stuck with me for a long time. The average person, so we're talking about an adult after college, if they go to college, spends an average of 50 minutes on entertainment for every one minute of um, education, personal growth. So it's a 50 to one ratio. I mean, that's a lot of, uh, you know, the 50 to one ratio. So he's got a ton of books. I just threw one of them up there, but I like the kind of the stop procrastinating because mm -hmm. if you're not reading now, you're procrastinating. Let's get on a plan. I actually have a Brian Tracy on my top three. How about that? There I'm telling you, he's, 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 you know, good peeps, smart man, great books. <laughs> Hopefully he's going to listen to this webinar and be like, you know what? I really Maybe like he'll be a special people. guest one time. I'm telling you, <laughs> When we talk about additional benefits of reading, reading has been shown to help prevent stress, depression, and dementia, while enhancing confidence, empathy, decision-making, and overall life satisfaction. Marty, right. tell me so, more. <laughs> so, well, again, how can we go wrong, right? So that the dementia part, that's kind of what I like about the cognitive fitness in a book that one of my favorite books called Spark is... Again, I'll, I'll digress for a quick second. I always call it the caveman theory. So we were born to move and we were born to learn as we move three-dimensionally. So we'd be having an elevated heart rate. We're processing information as we move. That's how we're designed to learn. That's the, how the brain's still designed to learn. Hence why I was a nightmare for all my school teachers. Because as a young boy, you sit me down for hours and hand me a book. I was claustrophobic in my own body. I needed to move around. You put me in phys ed. I was settled for the rest of the day. It's a scientific fact. They just didn't know it when I was young. So I was the trouble kid. But with that, because of the science, I like to, again, digest that information as my heart rates up because it does help stimulate different things in the brain. So it's kind of like a double whammy for me. So it teaches you to focus. It teaches you to control your breathing, can teach you to focus on a, on a task while you're listening to information. So to me, I thought that was cool. 
But, you know, I know people that will read first thing in the morning. It kind of sets their day. I know people that like to read at night. You give me a book, let me lay down. I'm out in the first. Me book. too. I can't Doesn't do it. Doesn't work for me. Mm-mm. Me either. Me. Yeah. So, you know, when you look at this decision-making, life satisfaction, because I truly believe anytime someone's improving themselves, whether it's getting more fit, whether it's uh, a better relationship, whether it's better environment, whether it's this increase in knowledge without them even knowing it, there's a better satisfaction in life, right? Because let's think about it is we all want the best version of our life for all of, you know, for what we're, we're trying to do. So getting that incremental knowledge, sometimes I think just gives people a satisfaction that they don't even really realize. In my opinion, I can't say that that's been researched, but I'm going with it. <laughs> I like it. You know what? Because you said it with so much authority. Exactly. I'm going to, I, enhan- I believe you. Right there. I've enhanced my confidence from reading. So I'm going with it. Well, there you go. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the next slide. Oh, we got a question actually. We'll, we'll do a All pause. Right. You want to read Juan's question? Um, let me see. For those who don't know, are there also certifications to achieve better reading habits, improve, or improving speed and comprehension? Oh, I don't know if there's certifications. I have um, run across um, some things about reading comprehension, things like that. I don't have anything off the top of my head. I'm sure if we have any school teachers here uh, joining in, they would be probably our best resource, but there has to be something out there. Oh, wait, but he's making a point for those who don't know. Sorry, I made it a question. Oh, okay. Yes. So Juan, you know what? Sorry, I I re... re, re, (laughs) Because I was on a totally different uh, thing when you said we had a question. I was on the wrong um, slide, but but yeah. So you know what? That's actually awesome. I would love to be able to read fast. I would love to be the speed reader. You know, I know that Mm -hmm. there's a way that you read right in the center of the page and you actually read like... I've kind like of do that shockingly. I'm sure you're surprised. Yeah, I can't. I, and I'm one of those, like, I got to read it and then read it again and, you know, read it again. I, I just, yeah, I, I wasn't born that way. <laughs> That's why I think when someone reads to me and I'm listening to it, I actually comprehend it a little bit more sometimes because I'll read a sentence and my mind is going somewhere that it shouldn't go. And then I am like, what did I just yeah. read? And then I have I'm rereading the same paragraph over and over again. I'm like, I don't have time to do this. I'm on the same page for like 15 minutes because I just can't get through it, even though it's something that I'm interested in. And, you know, there are people out there. I am that person um, that, you know, I feel for you, but that's why, you know, the, you know, thank goodness for Apple stores and, you know, the different stores you can buy podcasts and books and, and everything, because it's been a lifesaver for me. Education. And before I go through my three books, I have to go back to that E versus E ratio. In that study of 50 to one, they found out that if you took it down to five to one, okay, so you still had five times the amount of entertainment versus education. Wendy, what do you think happened to their yearly income? Oh, you tell me. It doubled. I would say it doubled. Yeah, but I didn't want to. You still get five five times the amount of entertainment versus education, but it's down from 50. So not still, you're still doing more entertainment, but you've doubled your income over a period of time. We have a question, Marty, actually for you. Um, This is from Maria. So Maria, thanks for joining us. Um, My nine-year-old son is going through what Marty just said about himself as a young boy. I'm curious to know, when did Marty learn to adopt or yeah, to adopt reading? I wonder when my son will get reading seriously. Not soon enough. Um, (laughs) Honestly. But again, being my age, when when we had children in school that just had that energy, they just thought we 
just, I'm not going to use the word bad kid, but they were just like, oh, you know, he can't sit still. Yes, I can't sit still because my body's trying to learn by moving and doing and things like that. And so one of the things, if you go back to my books here, um, I think, interestingly enough, that you ask, Maria, the book that really got me into cognitive fitness is one of my on my on my list. It's called Spark. This may be a phenomenal book for you to read because it talks about a school in Illinois, Naperville, who they were about to get rid of their phys ed program. And the phys ed teacher's like, no, we're not doing this. And he went out and studied what was going on. And he realized that if he was going to have a phys ed program, he had to do things totally differently. So the school system went to giving everybody a heart rate monitor and putting phys ed early in the morning. And they'd have to do a mile and all this stuff. And then they'd go to classes and do things in Naperville at that time, their scores on the global tests went to like ninth in the world. So there was like, wait a minute, why are these kids GPAs going up and all this other stuff? And so they realized this whole cognitive fitness. So that could be a book that uh, could interest you. Then the other thing I think, you know, a nine-year-old boy, for me, if I, I, I raised three children, three boys, reading wasn't always their passion, but I had to find what they were interested in. So instead of reading books, you know, like what the school would get, all three of my boys love cars. They still love cars. So I would try to find something where they didn't think it was reading. It was digesting information on a passion. So, you know, and maybe what you do first is get him to move around burn off some of that energy and then let them let them sit down and do some of the stuff my parents did it the opposite because that's what they know i would come home from school and i'd have so much energy pent up because i sat all day and my mom would make me sit at the kitchen table and do my homework and i i'm not lying i was probably between seven and nine i'd almost get so much anxiety i'd start to cry but i couldn't go play until i got my homework done made a lot of sense to her back then but if she would have switched and said, okay, you have an hour, go burn it off. I guarantee I would have come down and been able to sit and have more calm, learn better, and then maybe go finish what I wanted to do. So Spark, this is one of my favorites by Dr. John Raddy. I could read this book all the time, constantly pick up new things. That's a, that's a must for me. He's come out with a couple other books. And then is, hopefully that's helpful, Maria. And you'll have my email at the end. Feel free to email me. And then the other one, I'm all about habits. Wendy, shockingly, a book on habit. I get up at the same time every day. I do the same things every morning. I work out. I mean, it is a habit. But I think I had to personally develop those habits because I had such poor habits as a youngster. And when I shifted my focus and wanted to be successful, the only way I was going to do it was by this routine and these habits. And now I'm addicted to them. Like I love my routine. I love habits. And when I have to adjust, it frustrates me a bit, but that's me. And then the final book, I read probably 50% of my time right now over the last two years has been military. And it's not military history. I do like that, but I love, love, love the discipline and the uh, willingness to drive and overcome from our military veterans. I'm a big fan of the military. I think it's phenomenal. And when you think you're having a bad day and that you've been through a lot, read what some of these people put themselves through to achieve their goals. So David Goggins got a very unique personality. Um, If you don't like a lot of curse words, he may not be the guy for you, but what he overcame in his life and he's a habit guy. He's a very disciplined guy. And he talks about 
really helping you achieve that inner strength to go after what you want. And we all have goals in life. And most people leave their goals on the table because they don't have that last little oomph to be consistent, to drive and to push. So these are three of my favorites. I got plenty more, but mm-hmm. I kind of want to do a little bit of everything. Well, and I'll, I'm going to kind of butt in to Marty and to Maria's actual question. Yeah. You know, as a, as a trainer, you know, I start working really early in the morning. And um, when I, before I moved to Georgia, I actually worked with two young boys the, the parents would bring their kids in before school. Um, they were early risers. However, they both had severe ADHD. And the doctor said, you know what, let's see what happens if they go through some exercise routine because the same thing, Marty, they didn't start with PE at the beginning of their day. Um, but when they would do that, they were actually calmer through the class and they were able to learn better. So there is a lot to be said with that. Again, I am not a doctor. I don't know what happened, but we would do a lot of like speed ladders because they were young. So we weren't lifting heavy, but we were doing a lot of body work and flexibility and mobility and dynamic stuff and, and, you know, and making it fun. And they enjoyed being there. So they, they enjoyed when it was their day to come and see me, which was twice a week. So, you know, just something to think about. Again, I know that's a totally different extreme. It was someone that was diagnosed with, with you know, a, um, uh, you know, being hyper. Um, however, it was one way that it kind of kept their children from having to take a lot of drugs because they actually did it through exercise. And so just something I mean, to think about as well. Uh, the science is there. Yeah. And again, I know we're talking about reading, but just something for you to think about if you're, you know, if you feel like you want to try to maybe get them working out in the morning, see if maybe when they're working out, you can read to them. <laughs> it could be way off. However, there you go. So, so let's talk about my favorites. Mine are completely That's different. Mine are, I, when I put these on here, I was like, you know what, this is, I, I have issues on switching things up because mine are pretty much the same but from three different authors. And so one of my all times, all time favorite books is how to win friends and influence people. Um, to me, this book actually was given, um, someone told me to read it when I was younger. I have read this book probably 10 different times throughout my life. And so when you think about it, it really, the book itself is talking about how you can genuinely become interested in other people and how that's going to help you throughout life not just winning people over, but helping you in different types of situations. So it teaches you, you know, to, how about this, to smile, have, you know, be a good listener, uh, you know, talk to others in ways that you want to be talked to. And, you know, how do you make people feel like very special, like what mm-hmm. they're talking to you about is impactful. I think that's so important, especially as a trainer, um, you know, it te- it, there's a, a bunch of different ways talking about how do you avoid arguments? You know, how do you how do you show respect? Everyone thinks that they're showing respect. Um, however, are you really showing respect? Um, this is a big one. How do you admit when you're wrong? So there's just a, it's a lot of really good information that I think if, you know, you just want something that just different, but then it's something that's going to be very useful in our career. I find that to be um, a phenomenal read. And Marty, I don't know if you've ever read that one, but they, yes, and they do have it um, where you can download it. And if you want to just listen to it, um, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal read. Um, Another one, Brian Tracy. So you talked about the procrastination one. This one's talking about ultimate goals. 
And guys, when you think about this, you have to be able to have goals for yourself. And so, you know, this is actually a way for you to listen to a process. So he gives you a process to listen to um, where you have to think about what you want to achieve. That's going to be first and foremost. And then at that way, from that point, how you're going to transform your life to make those goals and what you want happen. And, you know, for me, I, I have, and Marty knows this, I have my hands in so many different things because I enjoy so many different things. However, in order to be successful, you've really got to pick the things that you're good at, that you enjoy, and that you don't feel like is a job, you know, something that you truly enjoy. So to me, um, it's really more about how to transform your life. I found it to be to to be good. Again, it's more what I call a self-help book. Um, I think both of these are. And then another big one is Awaken the Giant Within by Tony Robbins. I love, I, you know, I like listening to Tony Robbins. He's got a bunch of wonderful talks that I listen to, but basically this book itself is, is, it's kind of a blueprint on how you can, you can kind of take control of your own life. And it's like, you know, the things that we all talk about, I mean, we talk about when you're setting goals for clients, but we also have to do it for ourselves. So, you know, get your mind right. I mean, I, we've said that so many times, but that's going to be the big thing. Start with your mind, work through your body, think about, you know, your relationships, think about your finances. I mean, Marty and I talk, even finances, it, like, like I said, he's like my, my second husband. Like we don't fight about money, but we talk about money. You got to talk about different things with different people. And, you know, and then at that point, you've got to learn to associate like bad things with pain, but let it go, let it go, change your mind, change your thought process, make it pleasurable. And I think, you know, um, to me, all of these, again, are really more about me making me a better person, um, not something that's, you know, outside. So, so again, these would be my probably, I don't want to say like, there's so many to choose from, but these are three, I don't want to say my top three. Now, how to win friends and influence people definitely it's probably my number one. But the other ones, like I said, there were so many good ones to choose from. But these are the ones that I chose for today. Maybe we'll do this again, Marty. Um, I, you know, but- here's the exciting thing. I just finished a book on Audible and I got a new credit and I'm excited. And like sometimes like I don't know which one to go with. So a lot of times <laughs> what I do is I throw up on Instagram a, like a poll and see what people think. So I'll still get the final vote, but, you know, <laughs> I might do but- that tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, but but see, that's one of the reasons we wanted to do this, because Marty has a totally different approach, which so helpful. It's really teaching him like, you know, things are going to be super helpful for him. This is super helpful for me, but you can tell they're totally different books. And, you know, you know, David Tracy, so many people have heard about them. Tony Robbins is, you know, if you if you know of any kind of books, then you've probably heard of this guy. So so again, it's not like I'm turning over some new moment, but I really think, um, you know, I think I, these, I just like these. <laughs> I agree 1000%. Now, have you read mine, Marty? I have. Oh, okay. I have not read yours. So oh, got to catch up. Let's go. I, I'm telling you, you know, that's, uh, I got to, I, maybe that's going to be my New Year's resolution. Read your books. <laughs> you know, and I was thinking, I got to do some shopping for my three boys. Maybe I'll buy them each an Audible subscription. Yes. Well, there you the go. Gift that keeps giving. Over and over. So, I mean, I think, I think, you know, with this, we were hope you guys enjoy it because again, this pot or I keep saying podcast or our webinar really is about the book club with Marty and myself. And the big question that you have to ask is, are you a passionate reader? And once again, for me, I'm not a passionate reader 
per se, but I love to learn. I love to listen. So instead of sitting down with a book, I listen to books and I learn that way just because of my time. Uh, but that's how I can schedule it in. And of course, this is your big one. What is your E verse E ratio? So, you know, so you've got to think, you know, that's a big one for Marty. Can you find the time? Can you afford not to find the time? I mean, think about some of the statistics we just talked about. And then you've got your audible, your, you know, you've got to, you've got to try to find ways to work it in. And, you know, we've talked about accidental exercise. So why not accidental, you know, listening? Yeah. I mean, it's always something that's going to happen. There you go. Accidental exercise. Yes. Yes. So audible time block, make it a priority. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> well, Marty, this was fun. Like I said, I know it's yes. something completely different. Um, I, you know, we appreciate NASM kind of letting us do something a little different. And, you know, um, I don't know. I, I learned a lot from you, Marty. Um, same goes here. And here's the thing. Wendy and I were talking about this. Um, you know, when we do these, it's not about the information we want to put out. It's out information that you want to digest. So if you like this topic, you're going to have our emails here in a second or two. It, you know, we could revisit it every so often. And maybe what we do is we throw a book out there ahead of time, talk about it, you know, let give people a couple of weeks to digest it. And then maybe we can come back, even if it's part of one of our instructor roundtables, just to kind of go over the highlights. Yes, yes. And guys, too, you know, with, with it becoming towards the end of the year, uh, Marty and I really want to make sure that we're covering all the topics that you guys are interested in. And so we're going to throw it back at you and say that if there's something that you feel like we've missed or you want us to go into more detail on, please, please, please send us an email and say, hey, you know, these are some ideas that we have. And, um, you know, would you be willing to do one of these? Because we really want, this is about you guys. We love, we love chatting with each other and we love doing these, but you know, you guys are the reason why we continue to do these. So I'm hoping that, um, that you guys will be able to, uh, give us some, some ideas. Absolutely. It's been fun, Marty. Absolutely. Always. The given, but uh, why don't you give them your contact info and then I'll give them mine. Uh, certainly. My email address is wendy.bats at nasm.org, or you guys can find me on Instagram at wendy.bats13. And my email is marty.miller at nasm.org. And then my Instagram dr.martymiller72. And tonight I will, or tomorrow, I am going to, as promised, throw out two different books that I'm considering for the next Audible. Let you guys vote, see which way I should go. So... <laughs> As always, Wendy, thank you. This has been a great, I think, a little bit of a change. Looking forward to doing it again. So thank all of you for your time and attention. Hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and see you again next time on the Master Instructor Roundtable.